Hello and welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse 1d6 damage at a time. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by our other host, John, and we're ready to take you on an exciting journey through the sonic soundscape of our seductive, sultry voices. Just kidding, I have laryngitis and my voice is mostly held together with honey and drugs. Today, we review Purgatory. So if you're wearing a shirt with a bunny on it, or you're listening to John Tesh cassettes, then you're in the wrong place, friend. Let's get to the badass on today's System Mastery. And it is time for Movie Mastery. That's right, everyone. Oh, yeah, get wrecked. Crap, I'm taking I, over. I, I watched a movie. Did you watch a movie recently? Are we watching? Yeah, I watched Moana. All right. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 last Great. night. Great. So we're going to each review our movies simultaneously. All right. On the count of three. One, One two, two, three. It was pretty okay, good. Okay, so basically. Oh. Are we done? <laughs> Suck it. Damn it. It was pretty good. Uh, actually, Guardians was really good. It was it was a great film. I enjoyed it a good deal. Oh, yeah. Actually, Moana is really good as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, mostly because it's got The Rock in it. How is The Rock locked down to that fucking deal where he's Black Adam and that's his only superhero role? Right? God, I really wish DC wasn't just wasting the shit out of him. I, I, I They can't have him on an ex- exclusivity deal, can they? Because, like... All the other actors are able to bounce back and forth between as they need to. There's at least one who's making a jump into DC right now. Uh, oh, it's Joss Whedon moving to direct Batgirl. Yeah. That was one of them. But come on, let The Rock do a superhero movie already. None of this Black Adam will come to us in 2019 shit. Yeah, man. Give me give me The Rock as basically anything. I don't even care. Like, pretty much any hero. And you're like, also, it's The Rock, and I am on board. I can tell why they're taking forever to get that Shazam and Black Adam movie out, and it's because it takes forever to get them, their machines to suck all the color and fun out of it. <laughs> uh, Screw you, DC movies. Yeah. All so, right. so it's uh, it's system mastery here. I have I have taken the lead a little bit because Jeff is slowly melting in the corner there. Yeah, I feel like we've entered a point in our lives where neither there's never a point where at least one of us isn't sick. It is mercantilistic health. If one of us has a lot of it, the other one cannot. I think this is just Trump's America is what we're dealing with. Here. Yeah, welcome to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we read Purgatorio, El Purgatorio, the the sequel to the RPG El Inferno. And, and eventually will be followed by Divin- what's Paradiso. It Paradiso. I was going to call it Divinatus. Which <laughs> Divinatus. Divinatus. Which is, which is actually a power group in, in this Purgatory. Book, yeah. Yeah. Dispensorum Beveratus. Yes, that's exactly it. We are going to go to the vending machine on the Space Marine <laughs> ship, the Dispensorum Beveratus. <laughs> so many Skull Colas in here. Oh, man, <laughs> they only have Diet Skull Cola left. That's fine. I like a nice Dr. Xenos. <laughs> that's heretical. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Purgatory is a tiny, tiny book. It is like 100 pages. Yeah, it's a little baby book. Uh, and it, right on the cover, lets you know, mature gamers only. Hell yeah, brother. I love any game that wants you to know that it is for matures only. Yeah, that's always a good sign. And, uh... <laughs> it's by, uh, the company that made it, I believe, is called Atomic Hyrax Press. Yeah, what's a Hyrax? Uh, a Rock Hyrax, or a Dassey, as it is known in Africa, is a small, kind of fuzzy little beaver-looking thing. That is actually the closest living relative to the elephant. Huh. Yeah. So so it's an atomic one of those. Yes. I'm sure they picked it because it's a silly little animal. I'm sure. Yeah. But, it, I mean, they don't even show it. It's just an H with the little atomic thing going around it. I know. It's weird that they wouldn't have a cute little dassy there for you to look at. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So uh, the, <laughs> the book kind of jumps around a whole lot. You don't even get the rules for how to play this until... Like, page 75 out of 100. It keeps saying, here's the rules. Anyway, buckaroos, here's some more badass things you're going to know. Well, it does that thing for all the mature gamer games where it's like, hey, man, this this isn't your parents' RPG. There's no Dungeons or Dragons here, just titties and blood. And you're like, all right. This one hits the the badass notes in a couple of 
my favorite of objectionable ways. The sort of thing where I'm, I, I just laugh out loud when I'm reading it and have a great time. Yeah. Like the FAQs, there are four or five FAQs scattered throughout this book, and all of them are questions that don't make any sense from idiots just so they can insult their made-up their made up readers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the book really, after it does its whole what is a role-playing game start, which everything has to, it goes, hey, we use the score engine. That's going to be our rule system. We will not explain it. Anyway, moving on. Yep. And then goes into, here are the uh, the big rules for playing this game. And right off the bat, the one for if you're playing this game, it's take a shower and use soap. Yeah. I was like, oh, way to be fucking offensive, book. Good job. You did it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's a certain element of the community, especially in the time period when this book was printed, that was well-known for being gross and stanky. Well, I mean... But even they know to take when they're taking a shower, use that bar that's sitting there. The The problem I have is, it's not like people are going, oh man, what I want to do is be gross and stanky. Like, there are gross, stanky people all over the life. If I go to a store and there's a dude there and he's gross and stanky, I'm not like, oh, you're a role player. They're just gross, stanky people. Yeah, normally they're a Yu-Gi-Oh player nowadays. I mean, normally when I go to a store and they're gross and stanky, it's because I'm standing next to you. Oh, no, that's mean. Oh, I don't know what it is about me that makes your friends seem gross and stanky to you. <laughs> is it because that you're having to go, judge them by the comparison near my basking radiance? Is yeah. It, is that the problem? Yeah, that's it. That must be it. That must be it. Yeah, when I'm in the room, I'm automatically the most glorious and shiny thing in there, and everyone else must appear as, oh gosh, I don't even know, probably what everyone else in the world looks like to me. <laughs> just just sort of weird gray lumps. Yeah, pretty stink much. Stink lines just, coming off you know, of them. You know, those, you know those things that Ursula turns the mermaids into? Yeah, basically that. You that's the world. Wor- worms sticking out of the ground, just kind of going, oh. Those little, like, withered kelp monsters. Yeah, that's pretty much the world to me. Yeah. <clears throat> the world of kelp monsters. According, and I am Ursula. According to Jeff. <laughs> oh, those poor unfortunate souls. Uh, In pain. In need. <laughs> Uh, and the book also has a lot of live-action rules to it. So everything in this book, when it gives you a rule for how to do it on the tabletop, it is also going to be like, oh, and if you want to do this LARP styles, here's the rules for that. Here's the rules for Vampire's LARP. Yep. I Man, the the big rules for this, though, half of them are okay. Like, half of them are like, hey, man, if you're, like, way too into the game, just take a break, or if someone is mean to your character, don't take it personally. They're just, you know, being in character. Don't and actually th- punch anyone. Yeah, but then you get, like, the whole take a bath and <laughs> try not to swing from a rope. I'm like, all right, great. Wait, what's that? Does that mean, like, don't do Errol Flynn shit during the game? Or, yeah. Or is it an advisement not to kill yourself? Uh, Well, I mean, probably both. <laughs> hey, man, take a shower, not a bath, and don't bring a toaster. <laughs> uh, I do like that, at least in the live-action rules, they have a little thing that says... Do not touch anyone without permission. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. Thank you. That's a good rule. Uh, so we get into, after that, we just have zero rules. They are really excited to get into the world. Yes. So they want to build up the world of Purgatory, and it is kind of ridiculous. You play as a penitent, which is... A vampire. Uh, I mean, a penitent. Yeah, you're, you are... You're you're a penitent, and it is a blood sucking monster. I mean, a ghost. <laughs> no, nah, man, you ain't no ghost. You're sort of a. Also, I ain't afraid of them. No ghosts. <laughs> you should have a relatively healthy fear of ghosts. Like, are you afraid of a ghost with a gun? <laughs> no, man, it's a ghost gun. They can no, only no. shoot other ghosts. Are you afraid of a ghost with a regular gun? Well, how the hell is he holding a regular gun? Tell Ooh, is he some kind of poltergeist? Yes, he's some kind of poltergeist. Okay, well then I'm afraid of poltergeists. I'm just not afraid of ghosts. Okay, so let's let's break this down. What types of ghosts are you are you and are you not afraid of? Okay, so I, I'm not afraid of like haunters mm-hmm. and spookums. Okay, and uh, what about bump in the nights? I'm not afraid of the bump in the nights. Okay, I'm not afraid of the sheeters. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about what about shutter rattlers? Nah, man. Now, now you get me a poltergeist. Yeah. Or you get me one of them monster ticklers. Well, yeah, that, that's pretty scary. What about a what about a Jacob Marley? Nah, nah. But if you give me one of them Baba Dukes, then oh yeah, yeah those Baba Dukes are pretty scary as far as ghosts are concerned. Yeah, I mean, as far as ghosts go, them Baba Dukes, they'll get you. <laughs> what about a ghost of Marmaduke? <laughs> yes, the Marmadukes. <laughs> now I, I'll warn you right now: the ghost of Marmaduke is way too big to haunt that piece of furniture. <laughs> Marmaduke, Duke, Duke. 
Oh man, I want to watch that movie a lot more now. <laughs> uh, okay, so the the big thing with penitence uh, is that you are basically immortal. Uh, in that, if someone kills you, you just res. You res. You respawn. Yeah, you have a respawn timer that, depending on what happened to you, will be longer or shorter. But you do have a respawn timer. Unfortunately, there's usually snipers camping the spawn points. Yeah, usually. Yeah. And jerks. Uh, <laughs> and every time you try to get out of your spawn point, someone's already got the plane, and you're like, oh, "Come on, man, dude! I just wanted to get the tank this one time." <laughs> no, so your char- your character plays someone who died in what's called a purgatory zone, which is an area where the boundaries between Earth and purgatory are thinner than usual. And as a result, because heaven and hell are currently broken, uh, basically they have a little loading circle flashing around them at the moment. Uh, when you died, you just get kicked back to life about a week later, with the only difference being that you can ha- you have superpowers now, and you have a 666 mark on your forehead that appears to other purgatory people and when you want it to. Yeah, it is... Uh Basically, a symbol that shows up if you use your superpowers. Yeah. But other penitents can always see it. Yes. So if you're walking around town and you see some dude with a weird glowing symbol on his forehead, you're like, "Oh, look, it's another one of me's." Well, they keep calling it the mark of the beast on your forehead. Which there's, I think it's there's a like weird cross like symbol thing in mm-hmm. this, and I think it's that. Okay, so it's not just the numbers on your head. No. Or like a barcode of the numbers on your head. No. Okay, fair enough. I'm pretty sure it's a weird cross thing. Uh, but you get a few things for being a penitent. One is you have a respawn timer. The other is you don't really need to eat or drink like anymore. Like maybe once every few weeks you're like, oh, I could use something to eat, but you can just sort of survive without it. Also, as far as I can tell, you pretty much die around San Francisco because this game seems to be written from that perspective. Well, yeah. Looks like it's pretty well written by someone in the Bay Area. Probably. I mean, most of the stuff that takes place is... Uh, West Coast. There's a few things talking about, like Vegas. Mm-hmm. Also, inscrutable mystic Japan. Oh, God damn it. We will get to that. <laughs> of course we will. Uh, the other neat thing you get as a penitent is you get bonuses to your stats if you're in a purgatory zone. So if you're going to fight someone, fight someone in a purgatory zone. Although, if you're going to fight someone, who gives a fuck? Because if they kill you, it doesn't matter. Well, the problem with that is if they kill you in a purgatory zone and then wait around, then you'll respawn in the purgatory zone, and they'll figure out where your purgatory zone is. Oh, no, my purgatory zone. That's a big deal. That's what those Unipec guys want so much. Well, Unipec is... Bad guys. They are they are the, the shadowy government bad guys. Yep. And they hate the penitents so much. Uh, it, not really. They're just... They have a secret. They have a secret agenda. Everything... Man, the last little bit of this book where they explain the secret history of what's going on, like for realsies, so annoying. But it goes McBonkers pretty fast. Yeah, the the main thing is this is a like world UN thing that is made to deal with the fact that penitents exist. Yes. They're uh, like the men in black. Yeah. So they are the the reason that you don't just run around using your superpowers all the time and being like, Hey man, I'm rad and I don't give a fuck who knows it, because even if you shoot me, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, okay, here's the basic layout of what happens in this game. You come back to life as a penitent. You realize what you are because some other penitent who's been a penitent for longer comes by and explains it to you. You're inducted into their society, and you learn that they mostly think that penitents exist because heaven and hell are broken and people can't get into them anymore, and it's your job to sort of fix what's going on with that and kind of fight the big global wars or just survive or... Make money for yourself or whatever. There's there's a bunch of factions in this that have different agendas and reasons they think this is happening. Can I just point out that the factions are stupid? Yes, you can. Thank you. That, please allow me to do so. The factions in this game are stupid. Because the first thing you realize is, oh, heaven and hell are broken and it's kind of my job to fix it. I should put on an outfit, like clown outfit, and spend all my time dancing in purgatory. The, man, so the factions in this are ridiculous because i can't man i cannot understand who's jumping into this so there's at least a couple that i go okay those make sense there's one that's like oh we have superpowers now so all we do is party and rob people to get money to party yeah that's the carnival yeah i can kind of understand that i'm like whatever you just realize that you can't die and so 
Like, you don't have a lot of earthly needs, and you have superpowers, so fuck it. Just do whatever you want. Also, just to mention it, because it's important for me later, that's also one of the very few that has a named NPC in it, DJ 10-Ton Badass. Uh... Just wanted to put that out there. DJ 10-Ton Badass is a San Francisco DJ penitent carnival member. Yay. All right. Just wanted to say that, uh, so I can mention it later when we're talking about the FAQs. There's, uh, There's one that is basically, like pervert society yeah this uh the the filth whatevers yeah they, and they're, they're they just like they're all having sex with minors and doing drugs and like cutting people and just being look i can tell you a big secret about those guys when they poop they don't wash their hands oh no oh jeez. oh and oh. also then they immediately go over and they touch that door handle that door handle. That's going to get right on you, man. That's basically a genital bridge. <laughs> oh, man. That is unfortunate. That yep. Golden Gate genital bridge. Yep, yep. So that's the Filth Masters. Yeah. The uh, There's good guy and bad guy groups. We've got, like, the Fist of God, and they are penitents who are like, we are trying to do God's will and, and then fight the, against the demons the and all Black that. The Black Order, which is the evil version of that, down to the wire. Yeah, they're, they're just like, oh, we're bad guys, but... They're mostly not even like, oh, we're supervillain bad guys. They're like, oh, we just fuck things up for people mildly. Yeah. Like, we will make your day bad. It's those people who think that there is a government conspiracy that makes them late for work and like those chemtrail people. Oh, so are we talking at this point about, uh, I forget what they call themselves, but the ones who are like perpetually tracked by everybody? Oh, yeah. The one where they're like, oh, I'm pretty sure. Gang stalking. Yeah. There's a giant conspiracy out to get me for some unknown reason, and everyone is in on it. That's that is what this faction is: is that conspiracy? Yeah, that that's one of the weirdest mental d- things that can ever happen to a person when they when they get obsessed with like posting to Facebook like pictures of how their chair has been sort somewhat scuffed over the past three days. Yeah, but people are coming into my house when I'm at work and scuffing up my chair. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds right. When my neighbors moved out, it was so they could move in government assassins. <laughs> That's a scary thing to be- start believing. Oh, yeah. Because once you get into it, you hit this point where everything you see just reinforces it more. Yeah, and anyone who tries to talk sense to you is part of it. Yeah. Oh, that is the scariest shit. The, uh, what are the other faction? There's there's the Valkyries. We want to talk about them real quick. Oh, yeah. Valkyries the- are all women, and they right wrongs that men have done. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're basically just running around being... Pretty much just the fist of God, except they're all ladies instead. Well, they also spend most of their time like hunting down male aggressors of various oh, yeah. of, of varying stripes, um, which is it's kind of you know it's like the black exploitation version of feminine justice. Yeah, so it's just sort of okay. These women get superpowers and they use them to kick men in the balls. And it's like, well, that's oh yeah, it's like a, an old '60s lady biker gang movie. Yeah, basically they're the I spit on your grave faction. Yes, so that is. That is just a whole bunch of stupid factions that are kind of ridiculous. Yeah, for the most part. I feel like there's one or two more, but yeah, I ain't going to look. So the other thing this book has is it wants you to know what's going on with penitents around the world. Oh, boy. Yeah, we have to. This is all, again, all by, before we learn how to play the game. Oh, yeah. All of this. Yeah. Uh, it has a little section. So it talks about, like, North America, of course, has the most stuff, and that's all things like Oh, uh, there's this going on on the West Coast, and the East Coast is mostly controlled by Unipec, and there's all these things going on in, like, the North, and in the Southeast, there's this, and the Southwest, there's that, and you're like, okay, great, that's fine. And then it just very vaguely covers everything else, and, like, all of it is just sort of stereotypes of that country. Oh, yeah continent these get, like, pr- these get pretty nasty it's like canada what's going on there uh nobody really knows but they seem friendly enough and you're like oh right. oh they're friendly and their mooses are allowed to eat in microphones the uh europe is all decadence and mysteries and they they're all doing like basically ridiculous old school europe shit where they're like oh we're going to take over the world and we're all aristocrats now for some reason well, bring me another plate of beaks <laughs> and i'd like to eat beaks for dinner oh man the so mexico and south america are all just like catholics and they're all part of like the fist of god basically just all of them 100 percent catholics down in there uh africa is all of the penitents have been 
like taken over by warlords or our warlords. Good. Okay. All of Africa? Is that just Af- you know, the, the country of Africa? Is yeah. that what it's telling us? Yeah. In Africa, there is upheaval. Great. Thanks. All right. I feel like that statement has never not been true ever. <laughs> the uh, Russia is... <laughs> The, the change in Russia is seen as a blessing because now they are no longer having to wait in line for food and they don't starve anymore. And this book is written in 2000. What the fuck? <laughs> in Soviet Russia, death does not come for you. <laughs> also, all of the Russian penitents are way more likely to use their dumb bullshit because they're like, whatever, I don't care. Well, Unipec ain't going to go out to Russia. Ain't, <laughs> ain't no Unipec in Russia. And I mean, it probably is, but it's got one of those crazy backwards K's in it. And then the Pacific Rim is just, oh, there's very little reports of what is going on in Japan or China. There is supernatural forces there, but they are mysterious, and no one knows what happens in the ancient Orient. The ancient Orient. Like, so, from what I'm understanding then, as you take an airplane, this was written in 2000, as you board your 747 and fly to China, you go back in time so you land in, like, the, the, the Qing Dynasty or something? Yeah. That's what's happening? It's, it's weird to me that they're like, oh, no one knows what's going on in Japan or China. I'm like, really? Because as a penitent, I could just get on a plane and go over there and walk around for a while. It's 2000. I could probably get on my AOL account and just, you know... Use uh whatever uh, Netscape Navigator and be like, what's up, Netscape Navigator? Let's ask Jeeves what is going on with with the China. <laughs> what's happening with China? Please tell me all about that China, buddy. Tell me about that China. I had a bunch of anime and shit in 2000. Things were coming out of Japan. Yeah, but we didn't know about the penitents. That's true. We weren't all that up to speed on their ghost situation. Man, they ain't ghosts. They are just dead people that came back to life. So go so zombies. Yeah, more like zombies. So there's more like zombies than ghosts. So they're kind of somewhere between zombies and ghosts. Yeah. Are, you know what they're really just are? They're crows. They're just crows. Yeah, they are all the crows. Yeah, they're just a whole bunch of crows at once. <laughs> you got your Brandon Lee crows, your, that, that one crow that's a girl, that Native American one. An actual crow. Uh, yeah, just some crow. <laughs> Literal crow. The crow from that, uh, that the, they got some ravens in there too. Yeah. You got Raven Simone in there. Raven C.S. McCracken. Yeah, all, all your crows and ravens are just, that's yep. what it is. <laughs> And they're all just real excited, and they want to tell you about it. They're just crowing. <laughs> ah. God damn it. <laughs> That's so Raven. <laughs> so the other big thing it is then going to get into is describing what's going on with purgatory. Is an actual place that you can go to. Oh, yeah, whatever you want. You just need to get a drop of blood and put it on your head. Yeah, and then you can pass over to purgatory. And purgatory has some advantages and some dangers. The big thing that is the advantage of going to purgatory is, one, you can just sort of teleport there. So if someone's chasing you and you need to get away, you can just go, bloop, and you're in purgatory. Yep. Uh, The other is any sort of extreme nonsense for weather or anything that's going on. Uh, Purgatory is one of those, like, dark reflections of our world. So if you're in a city and there's a blizzard or whatever, if you go to purgatory, it's just a gray wasteland, but there's no... Like extremes of heat or cold or anything. No, it's just boring and dark there. Yeah, it's just gray, flat plains, and all the like buildings are crumbling and whatnot. And there's boring monsters that suck. Uh, there's like three monsters that exist in Purgatory. There are four. I will name them for you. You ready? There's a hammerhead. So there's the hammerhead. The hammerhead is a flying, waspy, leathery bat thing. With a uh, a tail, and they're not called hammerheads, by the way. They're called sledgehammers. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a tail that is basically what you'd see on the back end of an ankylosaur, but with a stinger on it. Yeah. And they fly by and bonk you on the head. And they're uh, specifically described as being very, very difficult to fight because they fly real fast and they bonk you and then they move on. And they're hard to hit when they're flying. So they're just like a fuck you monster. There's- oh, man. I just remembered the one that I forgot about. Yeah, here. I'm going to go through. I got them all for you. There's the broken soul. Which, Which is the only thing that can kill you as a penitent. So here's the deal with broken souls. Like I mentioned earlier, heaven and hell are actually broken. And so when people die, they just go to purgatory and fly around there waiting for their chance to get, get where they're supposed to go. While they do that, they basically have formed a cloud layer in purgatory. Every once in a while, a couple will smack into each other and ionize and become one dude made up of a lot of different kind of gross souls. 
which means it's all like boobs and hands and faces and stuff just kind of conglomerated together into yeah. a big mound. Yeah, it's it's basically like one of the uh, monsters from Kingdom Death just showed up on your uh, role-playing game. Yeah, basically. It's like a Cronenberg shows up. Yeah, you get a big Cronenberg, and he's there, and he's like, Yeah, Cronenberg. <laughs> so, so the Cronenbergs pop up, and they have the ability to actually hurt you. They're the only things that really can kill you forever as yeah. a penitent. Yeah, uh, as, a, as a penitent, if a broken soul murders you, you die, which is weird. I don't, like, if a broken soul used, like, a pipe to kill you, would you still die, or does it have to, like, rip you apart or something? Well, what if a broken soul, like, hits you real hard, and then some other guy comes by and shoots you? Then are you fine? I don't get it. You got I a lot of broken soul damage on you. Yeah. It's hard to say. It doesn't really answer that question. It's one of those things where I'm like, if I was fighting broken souls and they just beat the shit out of me, I would shoot myself in the head and be like, oh, well, fuck it. Respawn. Oh, no. Broken souls. Like, boom. There we go. There we are. All right. So you can't kill me, broken souls. I'm already dead inside. <laughs> All right. So, so that's broken souls. Then you've got rust monsters. Yeah, the you, rust god. Rust gods are buildings that come to life and stomp around. Yep. Uh, that's pretty much it. They're supposed to look all terrifying and rusty and gross because all the buildings in Purgatory are. Yeah, and, and they they have a, like, the heart of the rust god inside them. Yeah. And you can kill them by destroying that. And you can do that by going in the building and fighting your way through, which is sort of cool. Yeah, it was, a, it was a neat thing where I was like, oh, that would be a cool, like, running weird fight. But they also were like, oh, the reason people even try to do this instead of just running away is that the heart can be used for drugs. Good, yeah. Great. Mature. Mature gamers only. Yeah. Get your kids out of the room. We're going to play some Purgatory. Right. All right, so for the one that I'm guessing is the one that John forgot. Yep. The Rectal Slug. God damn it, Which man. is a slug that waits till you're sleeping, and then it crawls up your butt and explodes. It <laughs> just puts its eggs in your butt. And then it, the, when they hatch, they come burrowing out of your gut. Yay, good, good And they're real good at getting up your butt, and the, you can fight them. Uh, when you do, they're real easy to kill, but if you miss them, they stuff themselves up your butt. Yeah, they've got, like, zeros in most of their stats. they got, yeah. like, one health. It's just super easy to kill them. But if you ever fall asleep in purgatory, you, you, you're going to get a slug up the butt. Yeah, so mature gamers only. Nothing's more mature than butt stuff, yep. than unwanted butt stuff. Unwanted butt stuff is mature. Yeah, surprise anal. <laughs> Yeah, fuck them. Fuck yeah. everyone. Fuck that. Fuck this. Fuck that whole thing. All right. So. Oh, yeah. That was the other one that I forgot was the Travelers as well was the other uh, faction. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. Travelers are just we we wander around and gather information and sell information. Good. Hooray. Yeah, you did it. Are they also thieving? Can we get some more racism into this book? Nope. They're just they're just we wander around with information. Oh, so they're basically just like traveling Matt from the Fraggles. Yes. Like, oh, nephew Gobo. I have been to the great surface world amongst the giants. Yes. Okay. That's that what is what the travelers are. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a faction where I'm like, man, there is zero chance that one of your players would be able to be this because you'd be like, oh, what do the travelers do? Are they mostly just wander around and then ask people what's going on and that's it? Would you care to spin me a tail? I sound like Ralph the dog. Ralph the dog. <laughs> Ralph the dog. I sound like Ralph the dog. Ralph the dog is that sheepdog from uh, Looney Tunes, though, isn't I it? I sound like Ralph I'm Nader. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Ralph Ralph the dog is an actual cartoon character from. It's the one from like the. Uh, yeah, the, when the yeah. They they the, got to check in, and they're like Ralph, Morden, Ralph, Morden, Sam. So I'm pretty sure that I'm still okay. But I was talking about. I don't know. Isn't Sam the sheepdog? It's Sam sheepdog, and then Ralph the. Coyote. Oh, now I feel bad. You piece of What's shit. What's up? When you got, I'm, I'm sick. It's hard to say. Rolf. 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 The, the nicest and friendliest Muppet that is no one's favorite anyway. All right, you want to you wanna get into the fact that they give us? The FAQs? The, the fact. Oh, any one of them. There are so many, and they're all so great. They all feature questions like, Duh, I'm a big, dumb, stupid. What if I stupid a dumb? <laughs> and the response is, listen up, slappy butt. You're a big, dumb idiot. Like, yeah. over and over again. My favorite is the one that says, hi, I'm cool and black and a lady. Can I play as your rad NPC, DJ 10-ton badass? And the answer is, no, you can't play as our NPCs. You have to make your own character up, grow an imagination. Yeah. Fuck you forever. <laughs> uh. Appreciate the, the compliment that someone gave you on your stupid NPC, you dumb game. <laughs> DJ 10-ton badass. Yeah, if someone actually was like, that sounds cool, I'd be like, no, it doesn't. Stop that. How much of the Matrix video games were you playing when you wrote that book? <laughs> Uh, the 
<laughs> the game finally gets into character creation. We still don't know how to play the game, but at least now that we've gotten through all of that, we have character creation, which is, I mean, very simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's just four stats that you have. So you're just looking at, let's see, what are they? Uh, soul, mind, heart, and body. Uh, and those are going to just divide up what you can do. So, of course, the, the easy ones, soul and or mind and body, are like, if you're doing something that's using your intelligence, then it's mind. If you're doing something like strength or dexterity, it's going to be body. Great. Yeah. And you get ten points to split up amongst the four of them. If you have five in any one stat, then you get a bonus skill in that stats category. Yeah, because all of the skills are split up into the different categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for soul doesn't have any skills because soul is your using your superpowers. Yes. Uh, the man, the the healing in this is simple. I'll give it that. It's just sort of you regen, and if you're in a purgatory zone, you regen faster. Good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So you get a bunch of skills broken down by whatever your stats are. So it's all things you would expect. So there's like athletics and using weapons and whatnot and body and then mm-hmm. various knowledge skills in mind yeah overall it all makes a lot of sense and it's very functional yeah heart is mostly your charisma stuff so it's it's all the like talk to people and no, it's whatever. your ability to have a pet orangutan and not be a very useful to the group except in, insofar as it allows you to summon captain planet yeah it's it is that ability to uh have ooh, Barracuda. <laughs> oh, different heart reference. Oh, it's your ability to be a magic man. So I'm on board. I'm on board with different heart references for yeah, once. All the heart references. Yeah. So yeah, you just pick. I think like three of those. You get an extra one if in whatever your thing is. If you have a five, mm-hmm. like great. I have that. Okay. So and then. Uh, all you do for these, it, it, are we at the point now? I, I think we're still not at the point where it tells you how to play the game. Nope. I think at this point we now jump. Now we get into superpowers. Yeah, what the superpowers are. Now, they're divided up into, I forget if it's eight or 12 categories of superpowers. Uh, Let's see. I think it is, oh, it's 13. Of course it's 13. Oh, yeah, gosh. that would It would be immature of them to have 12. Yes. So there are 13 categories of superpowers, and each one of them has about six powers in it. And uh, they are divided up pretty much the way you would expect. Each one tends to have some kind of bolt or blast, some sort of defense. Uh, a lot of them have a form that you can turn into. Yeah, they um, they each have six different powers. Yeah. Uh, they're not in any specific, like, you have to get this one before this one. So there's no prerequisites. You can get whatever you want. Yes. The, uh, uh, the cool thing here is that each one of them comes with an innate ability that will forever change the way your character exists for having just one power from the, that set. Oh, yeah. So, like... You know, the easiest one is, like, if you have from the strength set, mm-hmm. then congratulations, you're just uh, stronger all the time. Yeah. A little bit. Like, for example, if you have even one power from the fire category, then you have a permanent lighter on the end of your finger that you can always use whenever you want. You can just always make a little flame appear on your finger. Yeah. Uh, there's some that are sort of normal that you would guess. So you've got, like... Strength and protection and fire and then domination and movement and stuff. And you're like, okay, these are sort of your generic type of spells. Yeah. Uh, then there are two that if you have one, you can't have the other, which is that Infernus and Divinatus. Infernus and Dispensorum Beveratus. <laughs> you can either have the powers of hell or the powers of tasty sodas. <laughs> uh, and the two of them are exactly the same except for like two of the powers because they've each got their version of this is our blast this is our we make a zone of like either good or bad mm. this is our we turn into a devil or an angel uh they've got all that but then one of them has like if you're an angel you can get a big holy scythe yeah you tear one of your ribs out it turns into a big holy scythe and, and the demon one has one of the stupidest powers oh no they both have it it's um beacon which to my mind is the, is the worst power in the book oh yeah the beacon is just Oh, I use this, and depending on if I'm uh, demon or angel aligned, it makes it so that demons or angels know that I want their help. Yes, but then, because it's a mature book for mature gamers only, it's got more text than the text of how the power works, explain to the DM how this should fail all the time. Well, yeah, it's if your uh, players try to use this all the time, then, you know, 
heaven and hell has their own agenda, and they might just tell them no. Or kill them. And the thing is, the power is usable once per month to begin with. Yes. Like, even if you were like, oh, man, I want to use this all the time, all the time is once per month. Yeah. Ugh. And then they're like, well, if he uses it twice in a row over two months, fuck him. Fuck him up. <laughs> uh, I really liked the uh, like the mutation one because it lets you be all weird and goopity. Yeah, there was a few other things that grumped me up in here. Uh, the book does a wise thing of suggesting that players choose one from each of, of three or four different power sets. With the idea being that that way you get all the innate abilities, which will make your character more kind of useful and fluid. Yeah. But some of the innate abilities are so nebulous that they're pointless. Like, for example, if you take a power from the creation set, your bonus is knives you carry won't go, go dull. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, shit you've got doesn't decay as much. Great. Yeah. So? D oh, boy. <laughs> Do I get to keep it when I die? No. Oh, is the central conceit of this game? No? <laughs> oh, well, then fuck it. Uh, yeah, the, the bonuses for certain things are just, some are real bad, and some are pretty decent. Like, the strength one is good. Yeah. The, the blood one is fine, because you never bleed unless you want to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you're like, oh, okay, that's fine, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh. So some of them are neat, some of them are dumb. And then we also have, of course, some advantages that you can buy. Yes. Uh, I think you get a total of five points, though most anything you would want is going to be like three to five points. So yes, yeah, so you're pretty much buying one. Yeah, you're going to have one really good one or a couple decent ones. Yeah. Uh, but you have to buy for like, did you want to have money? All right, well, anything outside of being like a homeless guy is going to be points. My favorite part there is that uh, homeless guy co costs zero points. Being destitute costs zero points. Uh, if you want to be a person who owns a house... It costs like three points, and if you want to be a person who can afford a house, it costs like three points. <laughs> so it is impossible to start your game as a, ho a homeowner who can afford to own a home. Oh, yeah. That's, that's Reagan's America for you. <laughs> I mean, granted, this book's made in 2000, so it's not, but, yeah. but still. That's just every penitent is just standing there screaming in the middle of their lawn with the, that they just mowed going, I can't pay for any of this. My credit cards will kill me faster than a broken soul. Uh, oh, my yeah. God, a trash bag is floating around. Go good. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Sometimes I think that God works through nature. Sometimes sometimes I think to myself, let me see them titties. <laughs> oh, it's just rose petals in there. Oh, damn it. I hate oh, it when that happens. Man. Stupid American beauty. <laughs> I'm trying to get all with a girl, and then she opens up her sweater, I'm and trying it's to... just rose petals coming flying out at my face. I'm trying to see me some thora birch titties is that hell yeah is and that mina suvari oh that's okay but which one is it who's mina suvari is the one with all of the rose petals okay thora birch is the actual guy who likes a plastic bags girlfriend okay very good all right so we're trying to we're trying to see some mina suvari titties yeah but her forehead keeps getting in the way <laughs> yeah all the 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 glare off of that thing is just making it impossible to see anything mina suvari kind of looks like a a first round star trek alien <laughs> But she's super hot, and Kirk would totally get with her absolutely 100% of the time. But you're like, oh, look at that prosthetic situation she's got going on. <laughs> look at that situation. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, Mina Suvari. Go ahead, John. Okay, so, yeah, after we get through describing all of the powers and all of the skills and all of the advantages and everything else, we finally, after being three-quarters of the way done with this book... Get another FAQ. <laughs> yes, we do, actually. We get another FAQ before we get into the rules. And this one's got stupid power questions, like, I'm getting tired of whenever I use blind on my opponents, they can still see somehow. If I scoop out their eyes, will that stop them from being able to see? With the book saying, yes, and you're a sick, dirty puppy. Yeah, there's the question of, like, well, can I just have a zero in a score? They're like, sure, if you want to be a dumb idiot. I also like the one that's like, hey, I managed to trick my opponent, so he's standing in a shocked puddle, and there's a strobe light, and I hit him with a fish, and I'm throwing cheese poofs at him. Can I get him four times surprised? Because I'm a big old fish monk. <laughs> and the answer's like, no, he can only be surprised once, but that is very clever. Good for you. Yeah, you you're did. right. You're right, book writer. The thing you came up with was your own fucking question to yourself was very clever. Good job. so clever of me to oh ask my. this. Dear Diary, thank you for saying I'm the smartest. <laughs> uh, so the, the score system stands for spinning, 
coin rules engine. And uh, don't worry, no coins are ever used with It's funny this. because it tells you it stands for spinning coin rules engine early in the book. And we were both thinking like, oh, so you flip coins? I guess. Is this, is this a coin thing? You got to flip a coin for this? I don't want to. That sounds like it's going to take for. I mean, I understand because this is a book designed to play on that like uh, White Wolf LARP heyday. Oh, yeah. It's all built around LARP rules. So you're supposed to be able to play while standing. So coin flips kind of are. Cool looking, but man, you're going to have to do a lot of them for things, so. Yeah, but no, it's all based on drawing cards from a standard deck of cards. So let's talk about this. If you were to call the game standard card role-playing engine, then it would still have the C in it, because coin and card both start with C. Which, incidentally, Steve is for cookie, and that's that's good enough for me. That's good enough. It really should have just been standard spinning. standard cookie yeah. rule <laughs> engine. The standard cookie rule engine in which, in order to achieve a task, you have to be the first between you or your DM to completely devour a cookie. Now, of course, it's perfectly Man, fine. I did not think that that's what you were going to go with there. Neither did I. <laughs> good. Um, I had a whole different thing going. Yeah. All you have to do is be the first to devour a cookie. Now, when I say devour a cookie, I mean it needs to fall apart in crumbs around your hand. Yeah, and the cookie just sort of falls down around you, and that's and the first person to just mess up a cookie gets their it thing just to happen. Totally fuck that but, cookie uh, up. <laughs> the first, the first person to just goop all up a cookie, <laughs> just, there. just are, wreck that. cookie. Are where we were, are, are? Am I where you wanted me to be now, John? Where we're talking about circle jerking on a cookie? Yes, that's that, exactly is, where we are now. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> is this what you want? <laughs> is this what you want, America? <laughs> is this what some made up thing in high school? Need? Something that high school kids think exists and it doesn't exist. The first person to rainbow party a cookie. <laughs> Have you heard of that one? The rainbow party? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. What bullshit. It would take forever to get that to work. <laughs> anyway, um, the first person to be able to possum... Uh, uh, pos- uh, opossum. The first opossum. The first, uh, the first opossum apostle to show up. Yes. Paul the opossum. <laughs> Paul the opossum apostle. What an amazing <laughs> character we've just made up through my stutter. Paul's opossum to the Corinthians. <laughs> I just open it up. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> oh, Paul's opossum to the Corinthians is my favorite thing now. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing that shit. <laughs> it's just a box that's hissing. <laughs> what? It's, it's just got a thing that says from Paul to Corinthians. And I pick it up and it's just hiss. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Before I try to make any more jokes about made-up teenage sex practices, let's move along. All I was going to say is that spinning or, or standard card rules engine would spell scare, which is almost as probably better than which score. Is, yeah, way better for this game. Yeah. Uh, so the the rules are very simple. It's just you draw a card. If it well in an unopposed task, like oh, I want to pick something up. Okay, great. Uh, you draw some cards. Depending on your stat, so if your stat is the standard sort of one through four, you get to draw a card. If you manage to get up to five, you get two. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in the game, you can get, I think, ten is the max. Yeah. And if you're a nine or ten, you get to draw three. But but then, everyone should have their own deck of cards on them all the time yeah. with the jokers removed. No jokers because uh, you get an extra card if you have a skill in it and so on. But all it is is if you draw a black card, you succeed. Like, that's it. Yeah. Uh, if the task is particularly difficult, you might need to draw more than one. Mm-hmm. And it says that if a task ever requires you to draw more black cards than you are drawing cards, mm-hmm. if you draw, you can draw it if all four in a row are black cards, then you'll succeed at anything. Right. Uh, but if you get no black cards, it's just all red, then you fail. Now, there's a whole section in here on how to deal with cheating players in this, because, of course, since you're supposed to carry around your own deck of cards that you brought from home, there's nothing from stopping stopping you from just making a whole deck of black cards and showing up with it. Yeah. So it's it says, if you think anyone else is cheating, ask to draw a card from their deck. Huh. Have them draw a card from your deck. Try shuffling their deck and then checking the bottom card. <laughs> or I guess, you know, maybe you could come up with a system that it's not ridiculously easy to cheat at. Also, while I'm at it on the cards, there's a little paragraph in there, and I think you know what I'm talking about, about advice of which deck of cards to buy, <laughs> where it says, and I'm going to pretty much, I'm going to try and quote this, although I don't know that I can verbatim, a deck of antique cards says, says, I'm a badass, watch what I do. A deck of actual Las Vegas poker cards says, I'm a rad player who knows what's up. A deck of cards with a bunny on it says, 
you should mock me and eventually kick me out of the game. <laughs> uh, a deck of cards God, with a bunny dude. on it says, I managed to find a deck of cards with a bunny on it. Yeah. <laughs> deck of cards with a bunny on it says, hey, man, I got this deck of cards somewhere. It's got a bunny on it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Especially since that section is immediately followed up with advice on how to get a, a little container you can strap to your waist that will carry your cards for you. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Okay, so this is another part that I wish I could read verbatim. It says, uh, often at local drugstores or liquor stores, you can find a small camera case. This is the perfect way to carry your character sheet, a, cup, a, a deck of playing cards, your equipment cards, and potentially some snacks or some alcohol. Also, best upside, they're usually available in black. <laughs> so, black, right? So, what you're basically advising people to do is go buy a fanny pack so they can keep their role-playing game implements in it. Yes. But if it's black, it's super badass. No, it's badass if it's black. <laughs> uh, so, opposed tasks are you both draw and whoever gets the most black cards wins. Mm -hmm. uh, if you tie, then... Uh, I think you just have whoever had the highest card. Yes. And if you tied on that, then you just keep drawing until someone gets a face card. Yes, first person to draw a face card on second tie wins. What a useful system they have that allows for uh, double ties. That's that, yeah. that sure that, that sure won't impede play. Huh. Uh, I also love in their suggestions for like what to do with cards and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They're like, you need to learn how to riffle shuffle. <laughs> yeah. You should learn like some cool things to do with cards. There are books of magic tricks available online and in local magic stores. So Look right now, this guy is like, you should learn card tricks and have a fanny pack, and that will make you a badass. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's the guy who gets swirlied. <laughs> learn to pretend to walk downstairs behind a couch. That's the coolest <laughs> trick. Learn to pretend that Vin Diesel is your friend, and then life doesn't seem lonely. <laughs> if you tell people you got to, ne to level 144 in Mario Brothers, and that your uncle works at Nintendo, then you're truly a badass Purgatorio. Yeah. Uh, then it kind of gives you the, after that, just the, the, the secret rules. Mm -hmm. All of the, the secret, well, not secret rules, but the secret history of what's actually going on. Yeah, the actual shit. And God damn it, it just immediately goes to the Knights Templar. Oh, yeah. It's like two words into that section. It's like, by the way, Knights Templar. God. So, man, fucking pick any other secret faction. The games. Rosicrucians are just sitting there. Every game. Every game that's like, oh, there's a secret faction. It's all Knights Templar. Always, mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. It's always the Knights Templar. Oh, did the world get destroyed? What's going on in Great Britain after the world gets destroyed? The Knights Templar are crawling out of the ashes and forging chainmail. Why? Why are they doing that? Fucking what? Also, even when they do, they're like, oh, there's the Illuminati. Though many people believe the Illuminati is just the remnants of the Knights Templar. I'm like, stop it. F fucking stop with the Knights Templar. I I've heard, John, and this is, you can quote me or tell me if I'm wrong, but I've heard that chemtrails are actually just aerosolized fragments of Knights Templar being sprayed on us. That's exactly it. Is that, am I right? Yeah, we've taken Knights Templar bones. Ground them up real good. Put them in some chemicals, uh -huh. and then we just spray those out the back of a plane because got to make sure that reasons. all the all five hundred people living in buttfuck Kansas have uh, have been finally ca taken care of mentally because of Knights Templar bones that they've inhaled. Yes, finally. So, also, this one's got the Maltons in it, the Malton Knights or whatever they're called. Yeah, those uh, Malted Milk Knights. <laughs> yes, the Malted Milk Knights. <laughs> finally, at last. Finally, a couple of them dad mages. <laughs> One D6 dad mages at a time. So today, because I was feeling sick, I wrote my intro text with my eyes closed just to see what would happen, and the greatest thing in the world happened. <laughs> which was the, the, the greatest blessing. Yeah, which was the typo that became a joke, dad mage. <laughs> oh, one D6 dad mage appearing, one D6. This magic missile will hurt me more than it hurts you, son. <laughs> oh, I I'm sorry, mage. Hi, sorry, mage. I'm dad mage. <laughs> Go ask your mother fighter. <laughs> oh, Dad Mage. Dad Mage is our new favorite monster. I love Dad Mage so much. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the end of the book's like, hey, these Unipack guys are planning to use... And, oh, gosh. Guys, I'm about to spoil this 18-year-old game, and I'm real sorry. Uh, the Unipack guys are attempting to invade Purgatory and take over all the Broken Souls using machines they can that can control per Broken Souls so they can take over the world. Yeah. And it's, it's Knights Templars all the way down, because everything is like, oh, what's Unipec? Unipec is a rogue faction of Knights Templars. 
Why is purgatory the like this whole thing happening? Oh, the Knights Templars tried to do some magic ritual and it ended up breaking everything. Yeah. And then the book also has a meta plot in it that's like they're going to try and do another magic ritual to unfuck everything, but it's going to fuck everything even worse. And then there's another FAQ section back there about the meta plot. Uh, my players managed to interrogate people until they figured out about the secret temple in the Pyrenees Mountains, and now they're trying to go there. What should I do? Don't worry about it. If they try to go there, just throw so many dark Mossad and Knights Templar at them that it looks like the mosh pit at a rock concert. Uh, fuck you. Don't let them advance the plot. That's bullshit. Yeah. And, and if they do, use the dark Mossad, which that kind of sounds like if the Mossad, which I believe is the military faction out of the Middle East somewhere, had like an evil twin. It was like the shadow, the hedgehog of the Mossad. Yeah, the Dark Mossad is a, uh, it turns into a werewolf. And, uh, <laughs> it's got these floating hover shoes and it carries a gun. <laughs> Man, fucking the entire back of this book, this meta plot is so annoying. The FAQ even has a question in there that's like, hey, this, uh, this meta plot that you wrote is really complicated and doesn't make any sense and has almost nothing to do with the ghost people that are walking around. So can I ignore it? No. No, life is complicated, and so is this. If this really? is too hard for you to read, just remember that Unipec is the primary bad guy. Blurp. It's so insulting. Oh, there's there's also a great section in here in the, the FAQs where it's talking about, like, hey, my players realize that they can't die in your dumb game, <laughs> and they've stopped giving a fuck about anything, and when I send dudes after them, they just fight until they're dead, because who cares? And then they're like, oh, well, you should have... Unipec, capture them and put them in a drug coma. I'm like, really? Because, again, if I'm fighting and I'm getting to the point where I'm fucked up, where I might be captured, I shoot myself. Yep. Every time. Yep. There's no point where I'm not like, oh, am I about to lose? Goodbye. I also, one of the FAQs had the question of, uh, you're, I, I took the, the bonus of, I have a special piece of gear at the start of the game, and I chose an atomic bomb, and it's wired to my brain. So the first time anyone tries to mess with me, it blows up the city. But my DM says that's unfair. Can you give me some advice? And instead of going, yeah, that's fucking stupid, and your DM is an idiot for allowing you to have that, he's like, well, if you nuked San Francisco, the game wouldn't be very fun. I'm like, yeah. really? That's your advice? Great idea, buddy, but unfortunately, you can't blow up the city you're in. It's too big of a thing. Ugh. Instead of, no, that's stupid. Why would you even think that? <laughs> yeah. So, there you go. That That is basically all of Purgatory. That's start to finish. It is for mature gamers only, John. It It is for the most mature of gamers. John, do I see you carrying a bunny playing card? Because <laughs> I feel like I might need to mock you and eventually kick you from this game. I might. I might need to. I'm going to go try and find some. What, what, I wonder what the rules are for if you have one of those decks of cards with boobs in it. What if it's what if it's one of those happy bunny playing things where it's all the the bunnies that are saying like rude things? Oh, that'd be nice. Just a, ba a bunny that's like, I'd like to be your friend, but I'm lying. <laughs> Man, this certainly was popular in like when this was written. Actually, I want to get one of the a, a deck of playing cards where every card has that old lady from Hallmark greeting cards complaining about being old on it. Yes. <laughs> that's what I want. Oh, what, what does man. that mean if I have a card that's like, it sure sucks having hip disorders. Yeah. <laughs> what What then, Purgatory? <laughs> what then? What What happens to me now? <laughs> what manner of man be I? <laughs> what be my fate now, Purgatory? Please, please define me through my choice of stupid Hallmark playing cards. What if my playing cards are just, the background is the seattle skyline and there's a lightning bolt hitting the space needle what now yeah what if my what if my deck of cards in the background is the seattle skyline and every time you i draw a card it says oh baby i hear the blues are calling <laughs> what is what does that do what if my the card backs are tossed salad and scrambled eggs what then <laughs> what now game what what say you of me <laughs> all right best and worst okay so <laughs> Here we go. Jeff, what is your best thing in the book? Okay, uh, we didn't even discuss it because it happens after the uh, the book is over, but there's a little bonus content section in this because this is the... Oh, believe, yeah. Even though this book is 80 pages long, this is the special edition with extra stuff in it. Oh, it's so special. So the, one of the things that's in, in the back that I like is a one-page guide on how to get your book published. Yeah. And it's still got that same kind of 
listen here, dumbass tone that the rest of the book does, as if this whole book was written by fucking Red from that 70s show. But uh, it's it's good advice about how to stick to it and get a book published and and what to do in the game design industry. And it's got smart advice for, like, Pay your artists. Pay them more than, than they ask to be paid because artists work hard and they never get the payment they deserve. And if you do that, they'll work hard for you. Yeah. And it's just good advice. It was a nice one-page summary of what to do to get a book written. Okay. Yeah. I wish he hadn't followed it. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? What's your favorite thing? Uh, I actually really like the idea of when you die, you just come back because it it makes the game more about what you're doing rather than always being like, oh, no, I might die because... There's always that, like, we talked about this way, way in the beginning when we first started this show, like, four years ago. The whole uh, players who are always going to, like, when they go into a room, they've got the 10-foot pole and the bag of chickens and that are always assuming their GM is going to try and fucking kill them. Yeah, this does kind of get you out of that a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes it so your mindset isn't, oh, well, we've got to sit around and talk about how we're going to go into this building for three hours before we go in there because you're like, how about we just go in there, and then if things go sideways, we die, and who gives a shit? I, if, I, I'd like, that brings up a digression I want to do, because we were at a convention just recently, yes, and we sat down to play a game of uh, Shadowrun, I believe. Yes, indeed. And there was at least one person at the table who was like, okay, so we're going to go meet with the, the very first guy in this mission who gives us a quest. This is a pre-gen mission, and we're going to get a quest from this guy. And he's like, okay, I'm going to hack in there and make, or you, you're going to need to hack in there and make sure that he's not doing anything suspicious. I'm going to stand outside with a cocked gun, I'm going to put the gun so it's pointed at him, and then you guys go in and I'll be on radio. And if he does anything, I'm like, dude, there is literally no way that guy's going to trap us. He's the first person we meet in a, D- in a pre-gen Shadowrun adventure. Yeah. Would you please calm down? <laughs> calm thy tits. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but that's the thing is, can you imagine doing a whole campaign with someone like that? Because you don't have to, because there's no way you haven't already done it. Oh, yeah. No, there's always going to be someone that's either like that, or there's at least going to be some quest or mission or something where someone's like, oh, you need to break into a place, or you need to go find whatever, and someone is going to get it in their head that they need to plan everything out. Like, they all of a sudden think they're in fucking Ocean's Eleven, and they need to have an entire heist movie plan. Yeah. And then they get mad when it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. And then, like, they go, okay, so I'm going to do this, and you're going to do that. I'm going to dress up like an old man, and then I'm going to have a heart attack, and then you're going to turn the lights off. When you turn the lights off, you're going to have a flashlight that strobes, and when you strobe, you're going to, you're like, okay, but what what if none of this works? Because in a heist movie, it's a movie, so it can work. And also, half the things that happen are like, but actually. Yeah. You, we get to go ahead and find out that, no, this is all part of the plan when mm-hmm. it seems like it shouldn't be. Yeah, so anyway, the, the end result is this game doesn't necessarily lend itself to that kind of behavior because your character can afford to get fucked up. Yeah, that's, that is my favorite part is you can just die and that's not really the consequence. The consequence is more your actions rather than whether or not your character is dead. Yeah, you might fail because the next time you come back, that place will be crawling with Unipack or whatever. Yeah, so it's, it's more... It, it allows you to interact more with what's going on without having to worry about whether or not you're going to get messed up. Yeah, you can play more risky. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay, so worst thing in the book for you? Uh, tone. I mean, yeah, well. keep, keeping it short and simple, the tone in this book is that vague sense that if this book is adult, it has to be insulting, which it doesn't, and it doesn't work. It's not fun to read when you're like, all the FAQs are like, Hey, you guys are total badasses. I hope you're getting blowjobbed by angels right now. <laughs> and the response is, shut up, baby. I know it. Yeah. Like, just like, dude, you wrote both of these. I, I don't. The italics aren't fooling me. No. The Anytime there's a game that is the four matures only and it's just like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about being a badass. And I'm like, oh, just stop it, man. The most important thing about this is that your fanny pack full of antique playing cards is black. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a snack in there. <laughs> yeah, you, your mom packed you a granola bar. You're going to need two string cheeses and a juicy juice. <laughs> Unless you can still find Squeeze-It's most badass of drinks. Uh, get it in blue. <laughs> God. When I was when I was like 22 or so and I was I was uh, playing Diablo 2 with the, my most, I, I spent a lot of time drinking Squeeze-It's because I was in a house where there were a thousand of them. <laughs> the house of a thousand Squeeze-It's? Yeah, I because, remember that movie. Yeah, there were just thousands of Squeeze-It's. I never figured out why. The kids didn't seem to be drinking them. And I spent a lot of time getting wasted on Squeeze-It and rum. 
Oh, man. Now, there's nothing quite as good as two red squeezits, two blue squeezits, and a fuckload of rum. Man, that, that reminds me of the trying to make margaritas with the green otter pops instead of ice. <laughs> yeah, man, trying to make a hurricane out of purple, squeeze it leftover, and rum is <laughs> is a situation, let me tell you. That is, that is a point where you just got to stop and look at your life. Be like, well, I'm 22, I can afford to do this a little while longer. Well, I got a couple <laughs> years of this left in me. You know more, two more. You know what, two more squeeze-its ain't going to hurt me. Also, bring me one of them 99-cent Stouffer's Buffet microwavables. <laughs> I would like a microwavable square of lasagna, please. <laughs> Ooh, Salisbury steak. <laughs> Finest of steaks. Oh, uh, good Lord. So, All right. So that's so your least favorite thing is I, I believe was Squeeze-Its? Yeah. <laughs> no, man. I would never say Squeeze-Its are my least favorite Oh, wait. Thing. We're doing my least favorite thing, and it was the tone. Yes. Okay. I'm back to... John, what is your least favorite Squeeze-It? I mean, thing. <laughs> uh, worst thing in the book for me, I, I'm going to go with the whole... I mean, I was going to say meta plot, but honestly, just the plot in general is kind of bad. Uh, the The meta plot to it of the whole Knights Templar and then eventually, like, you have no say in it. They're just going to blow up the Midwest of the U.S. Man, when you pause just... on that M, I thought they were going to blow up the moon, and I was excited for a minute. <laughs> they are going to blow up the ocean. They're going to blow up the ocean! <laughs> ow, ow. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. You should not have done that. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, the the Knights Templar thing and Unipec as a weird like offshoot of them that is trying to control the world. I was like, I actually like Unipec as just what is this? Oh, it's a United Nations peacekeeping force that's like we don't know what the fuck penitents are, but we're gonna try and stop them from freaking the country out. Yeah, but then you realize that they do know what penitents are, and they're trying to capture them because they can interfere with their plans to conquer purgatory. Yeah. Uh. The thing I didn't like about the the Unipac, Unipac the most was that they're carrying weapons that do a fuckload of damage. And this game has two damage tracks. It's got a physical damage and then a fatigue damage, which is like your stun track. Yeah, because normal humans uh, just have one of the tracks. Yes, they only have a, a physical track. But most supernatural creatures also have a fatigue track. Now, the thing is that the Unipac guys carry weapons that do fuckloads of fatigue damage specifically. So they don't kill you as much as they knock you unconscious. And there's a question in one of the FAQs that's like, hey, the Unipack guns are fucking powerful as hell, and my players are having a hard time with this. Are they normal, or should they be nerfed or buffed or something? And the guy's like, it's fine. It's fatigue damage, is the response. It's like, well, yeah, but that's because Unipack wants to take you alive so you can't respawn. Yeah. That's not good. That's bad. No, it's we gave our villains ridiculous weapons and then made it so that they are just going to, like... John Wick you, essentially. The, the other funny thing is that even if you get a hold of one of those and steal it, you're like, yes, now I have the crazy gun. Doesn't matter. Unipec guys ain't got fatigue tracks. They're, your guns don't do shit to them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. There is, there's Purgatorio. Would you play this game? Uh, nah. What if it was a LARP? <laughs> Definitely no, unless I have a black fanny pack and then I am... 100% on board. If I'm running around in a fanny pack with like... Bunny cards? With bunny cards and a granola bar and a <laughs> juice box. Velcroed up wallet. Oh, yeah, dude. I would be all about that. If I was cosplaying as a little kid, <laughs> then yeah, sure. It's my first day at Disneyland. Yay! I've got a Capri Sun. <laughs> I'm going to put the straw in through the bottom because I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah, if, that's, if that is what's happening... Yes. that's. I would so do that, just to mess with the other players. Oh, yeah. Everyone else shows up, and they're all in, like, trench coats, and they've got flasks, and they're like, uh, my penitent's part of the Temple of Filth, and I, I like fucking and, and fighting. And, and then I show up, and I'm like, yay, <laughs> Disneyland. I have a balloon. Look, look, Mama packed me lunch. I got tuna fish. I had the Mark of the Bees painted on my forehead, and also, I'm a kitty cat. <laughs> Yeah, if that was happening, on board. Yeah, all that, day. that would be an amazing game. Yes. <laughs> all my cards have rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. There's there is Purgatorio. Thank you so much for listening. We uh, are going to be making some characters for this in our bonus content. And uh, if you are not already supporting us on Patreon and you want to get that bonus content. Just head on over to patreon.com slash system mastery. You can give us any amount, allows you access to our full library 
of ridiculous bonus content. Yeah, you also get a uh, RSS feed that has all of our shows in one convenient feed. Oh, yeah. You don't have to have the multiple things. You just, every time we upload something, there you go. You get your system mastery, your movie mastery, your afterthought, and the bonus content all on one feed. It's fantastic. If you're already supporting us, of course, thank you so much. We are so close to that goal. So close. I can taste it. Oh, it's like, I think we're $18 away from our next goal, which is a new show, by the way, so it's a big one. Yep. And, uh... Of course, there's all the other shows that you can listen to. We've got our Afterthought. We've got our Movie Mastery. There are so many shows you can listen to. Yeah, you can listen to a recipe show. We don't have that, but you could probably find one. I mean, you could probably find something. You can can watch someone's live play of Danganronpa. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Stupid paywall. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, if you want to ask us any questions to get on to the Afterthought, then just email us, systemmastery at gmail, or tweet at us. We're System Mastery on Twitter. Or Reddit. Or the R slash System Mastery. Yep, we can find us at a wide variety of locations and contact us at all of them. We are on the Faces book. We are everywhere. We are social media out. Our faces like, written on the moon. No, no Instagrams. No snaps chat. I do have a Tumblr, although I've never done anything with it. I just registered it when I started. Yeah, I mean, I technically do have a Snapchat and an Instagram. I just don't care. Yeah, no one sends me boobs anymore. I'm too old. What do I care with a Snapchat? Yeah, what do I care about your dumb filters, Snapchat? Yeah, get out of here. It was boobs or nothing, and so it's nothing. What, am I going to look like a deer? Fuck you, get out. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That old man app or whatever that is that people like now. Oh, that face app? I, face I downloaded app. that, used it once, and went... Huh, and then deleted it. <laughs> I have yet to try it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Anyway, we're done. What would I look like as a grumpy old man? Oh, I, oh, I, I oh am it wa- didn't change at oh, all. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the, the problem is if you have a beard, most of the things don't have stuff for beards. So it's like, what would I look like if I was young? Oh, I'd look like a baby face was overlaid on mine, and now I I look like a baby with a neck beard because it got rid of my face beard? You know who else looks like a baby with a neck beard is a player of Purgatory. <laughs> hey Thank you. And good night. <laughs> <laughs>